start the podcast with putting on my glasses so that afterwards, when I want to have a serious and sincere conversation with you, I take off my glasses and I say, let me be sincere with you by taking off my glasses. (laughs) Harold says that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, Mm -hmm. I need to know because your boots on the ground. Yes. What could possibly have happened that Karen wouldn't be allowed at a Safeway? And can you tell the people who are listening about what Safeway? Safeway is <laughs> yeah. like a regular grocery store. In some places, Safeway is the nicer grocery store, except in Potomac, where Safeway is not such a nice grocery store, which is why, you know, Mia is like, why would you go to Safeway? Because. Yeah. <laughs> The Safeway, there are certain Safeways that need to be redone or revamped. And yes. the one in Potomac in particular needs some uh, TLC. It's really just a grocery store chain. It's like Giant, but yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I know Potomac is an more of a- Giant. I think NP and Safeway might now be merged. I don't know. We can't get into that. Yeah. But no. Um, Potomac also seems like more of a Harris Teeter town. Hmm. There are a lot of Harris te- Harris teeters, but they just Harris teeter just entered into uh, Maryland, so it's only oh. about five or six years old that we've had Harris teeters at least, at least to my knowledge. Maybe there were mm-hmm. before. Maybe Potomac always had one. I don't know, but um, no, no. What about Wegmans? More Wegmans, you guys got Wegmans and Wegmans and Whole Foods. Yes, mm-hmm. Wegmans mm-hmm. and Whole Foods a lot. Giant yeah. is the big deal. Giant is ha- the giant. giant is all over the place. Food Lion, you know, the usual <laughs> suspects. So when when Karen said I can't even go to Safeway, was she trying to say like was she who without said that, people by the way? asking her about Rob, who she, about it, who? like yeah, I think she's she's maybe she's trying to say that she's so famous. Um, that she cannot even go to Safeway. But on the other hand, the Safeway near in Potomac is dingy with narrow aisles. So maybe she's saying that, you know, um, it, it's just too crowded for her. Yeah, there are so many questions. All right, well, we're already getting But this into- is also one of um, she, um, Karen's um, tactics, right? Yes. She will throw out a very yes. innocuous, um, insignificant comment that will... Put people off and people are like, you are having a serious conversation and she's like, and but you know, and butterflies are black. And then you're like, what, what does butterflies have to do with this conversation about taxes? You know, so Karen does that to sort of throw people off. Yeah, the Karen tactic is for sure to just like say whatever. I mean, even this fight, right, of the funeral. So we we open back up in Potomac. Uh, we got this funeral fight or keep my mother's name out your fucking mouth. And then they're slamming and they're hitting mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this that's whole thing the, starts. That's the most animated we have seen um, Sharice this season. Yeah. Like, so we like, literally. Yeah. We must, we must talk about the Sharice in the room. Okay. Yeah. We have this funeral fight drama. All right. This right. episode. What do you, What's your take on it? Because Karen's thing is. You know, uh, I, I, it's, I don't, the, I feel like you're going to hate this because you don't like Shasha, mm-hmm. but I understand 
what Charisse is saying. Okay. I understand all of the things that Charisse is saying. I don't think that anything Charisse is saying is necessarily wrong. She did go to Karen's mother's funeral when nobody else came. Mm-hmm. Okay. And apparently she- it was probably in Surrey County or something because yeah. Giselle makes a comment that it was out in the boondock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I do believe like that there was a genuine effort from Charisse to be there for Karen. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that Charisse did that also because she wants to maintain a friendship with the most popular person on I the I think two things show. can be true. Two things exactly. can be true. I think Charisse was trying to get back into the show. Charisse was trying to maintain her uh, friendship with Karen and re- rekindle it. So she, she knew... And remember, Cherise and Giselle used to not get along way yeah. back when. Yes. So before Cherise became friendly with Giselle, she was trying to come in through the route of Karen and say, hey, Karen, can you help me? Can you get help this your girlfriend get back on the show? Mm. Um, and I think um, Karen, Karen did not like Cherise bringing blue eyes topic on on during the reunion wasn't mm-hmm. sure he's the one who brought that up yes so yeah so she, karen was like no you burned the bridge bitch and um no you cannot use and Cherise was on camera at um what karen says is that on camera in it was fine if you had just done that and then you had genuinely wanted to be my friend but you did that and then you made a point of bringing it up on camera while mike to tell me that, look, nobody else came, but I came to your mother's funeral. So that's when I realized that you only came to my mother's funeral because you wanted to be back on the show, not because you genuinely cared about me. And that just reminded me that you also spoke about blue eyes. So I'm not going to mess with you anymore. It's very I mean, it's also Karen's prerogative. So the- I'm not, I don't hate Cherise. I think Cherise is perfectly fine as a friend of. I don't, I just don't think. She's queen of Potomac or, you know, whatever title that Giselle was trying to give her. Well, it's very, very Bethany and Joe. It's very, very much Bethany and Joe to me with Bobby's funeral. And did Bethany show up at Bobby's funeral just because she like Except did Jill here, allow yeah. did Jill allow Bethany at the funeral mm-hmm. or allow the cameras because she wants to get back on the show? And I keep mm-hmm. making this comparison, which is right. so we find out this episode, we break the fourth wall, and we find out this episode that Sharice was actually the first person to want to create this show. So Sharice was the Jill Zarin of Potomac. She mm-hmm. put this group of girls together. That's right. fine. But right. just like Jill Zarin is not as fun and exciting as the Countess Luann de Lesseps, Sharice mm-hmm. is not that fun or exciting as compared to absolutely delusional Karen Huger, the Grand Dame of Potomac. Right. Who, by the way, she was so much the Grand Dame of Potomac that on season two, she moved to Virginia. Yes. <laughs> when she still was the Grand Dame of Potomac when she- when she was at Great Falls. But also, she had the title, whether it was, you know, real or not. She had the title of Grand Dame, even in, in season one. And she wanted to be in the center of the, of the whatever, what is that called? Um, the banquet seating. What is that called? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. 
Like the cornucopia of the table? I don't know. Yeah, no, the table seating where she said she couldn't, she was the oh, yes, yes, grand dame and the she head had to of be the, the, the head of the table. Yeah, she had to be yeah. the center of the, of that table, right? So she, this, is, this is not something that she came up with in season two. No. This was her in season one, just like Luann was the countess and telling the driver to, the, you know, the t- cab driver to call her the countess. Yeah, um, telling the pizza, yeah, the pizza guy to call her Mrs. Delos. No, so so you're <laughs> perfectly correct in that uh, in that particular comparison. And like like Jill, I think I'm okay with Cherise coming in as a friend off and just stirring the pot and leaving. I am not going. I'm. I don't see Cherise as the queen, and I don't think Cherise was as offended by everything that happened the previous night as much as Giselle was claiming the next day. Giselle was more offended for Cherise than Cherise was because Cherise was already asleep. Back, She went back to hibernation. She's like a mole underground. That's how I see Cherise is like the little mole underground. She's like constantly sleeping. She just peeps her head out every time her name is mentioned and then she goes back into her little mole hill. I mean... I wanted to know that also. Like, why are Robin and Giselle so pressed about this? Like, I genuinely don't think that they – I, I. it's funny because I feel like – you know the way that we knew a couple of seasons ago that Karen called uh, production and told them – first she <laughs> – because <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. Candace told Karen to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And Karen picked up production and said that Candace threatened her mm-hmm. and that she shouldn't be allowed to film the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do I think that maybe Karen has some sort of like word with production now? Or she or maybe like Karen and or Robin and Giselle feel like Karen has been telling production, like, I'm not gonna film if you guys keep bringing, you know, uh Charisse as a full timer or something like that. I don't know. But it's it, I all it's so absurd that like that could be a thing, but Karen has done absurd things in her life for that to be true, regardless. Yeah, I just think, I think it's so silly that Robin and Giselle are so upset about it, and they are and, and even Robin being like, "Oh, so she, Robin loves to call people like to catch people and things, uh-huh. and it doesn't make any sense." She's like, "Oh, so when you were saying I'm good, you were just lying. Shut mm-hmm. up, Robin." Yeah. Yeah. What? Obviously, like, anybody with eyes and ears heard Karen very sarcastically just like you saying, saying "You're getting married." It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, Karen very sarcastically saying, "Yeah, I'm good. Are you good? Yeah. I'm yeah. good. We're yeah. good." Yeah. That, wh- who hears that and goes, "Yeah, I think they're good." Like <laughs> Robin is so stupid. Yeah, Robin is very. Um, Robin makes me actually like. Um, Wendy more because you know they're both like they both have like nerdy ways to arguing like Robin wants to come with the receipts but she goes about it in such a nerdy she's so wrong she's so clunky that it just makes me laugh and it makes Wendy actually seem like Wendy is capable of bringing up receipts and being you know even though she is very academic about it too she actually brings the receipt and it just actually makes sense. With Robin, it doesn't even make sense. Oh, yeah, Rob, because Robin's not actually smart. <laughs> Robin doesn't do it in a nerdy way. She just is like a dork. Like, yes. 
she's just a dork. Like she's yeah. not an actual smart nerd. She's yeah. just a dork. Like she's she just like falls flat every time. It's like a putting that little dork. speaker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, putting those speakers that that like Bluetooth speaker at the table and playing an Instagram a clip mm-hmm. of Instagram that she didn't even end up watching. Okay. Um my other question to you is uh do you think was Karen in rehab? I think she might have gone. If nothing else to here's what I think happened. Karen and Ray were drifting apart. Karen started getting some attention from Mr. Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. She might have even had an affair mm-hmm. of the heart. Okay. And, and the loins, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> well we know about ray's dick she doesn't like it please now you've given me two images and now i cannot unsee it (laughs) unsee them in the bathtub anyway (laughs) but i think um when she got found out and she wanted to and then ray and her decided they had to make up they came up with the story of you know karen was had some issues and she had to deal with it. And the way Karen might have excused herself in those those days might have been to come up with an excuse of, hey, I had an alcohol problem. I was going through depression and that's why I was having this. I'm going to go to get some rehab and that's how I'm going to straighten myself up. And then mm. she went there and realized, wait a minute, this is a lot of boring shit. And I want to get out <laughs> and might have asked her friends to come join her. Okay, that's a very uh, interesting tale. I don't think I quite follow it, but mm-hmm. I. Sh- but you know what? Listen, because you asked I don't me for listen, a theory. No. I gave you a listen, theory. Okay, because uh, because I cannot follow it. That it is makes- why I actually believe that for Karen, that probably is true. I'm telling you, it will make perfect sense when Karen repeats the same shit. Next, <laughs> next week she's going to tell you this particular story she's going to take off her glasses and say let me be sincere with you yeah. okay yeah. um the part of that story that cracked me up is Sharice is like i know karen went to rehab because i know other women that know karen and they told me that they went down there broke her out of rehab and then they partied together i'm like who are these alcoholics and why aren't they on this show <laughs> i know who are these friends of karen yeah, I've never seen them at any of these yeah. gatherings. No, um, I want to know Karen's actual friends. I want to meet them. Like even in her, even in her show about her family, we didn't meet her close friends. We never even met her close friends at her wedding. That's true. Does she not have one? Oh, we had a lot of I Karen can be parties. A close friend, you should be. We I had that. Be. We had the Indian party in Great mm-hmm. Falls. Yeah. We had the Beyonce party mm-hmm. at her new house, her mm-hmm. new rental. I would have been uh, in both of them completely inappropriately dressed. Like <laughs> we had I don't know how to dress like Beyonce. It would have been fun. No, no, nobody else was dressed like Beyonce. Only Karen was dressed like Beyonce. We had the um wedding. We had mm-hmm. the uh strip mall wig reveal where they all mm-hmm. looked at their phones at the launch of the yeah. website. I mean, and then she left to go get Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. The she spring went to go get fling, Popeyes. Even the spring fling, I mean, this, even the spring fling oh, party spring, that she yeah. had. 
Huh? It was like Ashley's friends. It was Ashley's That's what I mean. Like friends. even the spring fling had more of <laughs> Ashley's friends than it had Karen's friends. Yeah. Who are Karen's friends? Yeah. I want to know. Does Karen have friends? Yeah. Is Karen even from Potomac? <laughs> <laughs> Is she grand or a dumb? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Who is Blue Eyes? I don't know. Imagine, imagine Blue Eyes as Michael Darby. <gasps> no. <laughs> In a Redskin, Redskins jersey? No. <laughs> that was the detail that uh, stuck out for me. It's like, oh, somebody who's from D.C., who's a Redskins fan. Yeah. Blue By the Eyes. Way, we, now I'm the, like, what, are, can what do we call you, them? Can now? you Google Blue Eyes Redskin jersey fan? By the way, we call them commanders now, okay? Yes. <laughs> Arthi, get with it. Okay. We, we've moved on. We've evolved. They're the Washington No, but that commanders. was, that was yeah, not a commander's jersey. That's what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Is that, that was then. <laughs> um, there was this picture somebody posted of, because you know Raza has been getting into all this drama with stupid ass yeah. uh, Kyle Richards. By the way, somebody- did you watch Traitors? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you should watch. It's really good. It's really good. I didn't think I would like the hype because I'm not a big Big Brother fan. But, oh, it was really good. It was really good. How long are the episodes? Uh, They are about 35, Are they hour-long episodes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. hour-long. But they go fast. It's going to encroach in my Sopranos watching time. (laughs) You need to take a break and watch this and then go back. All right, I'll see. But um, somebody posted a picture of Reza mm-hmm. from like when he was younger, and he had mm-hmm. the, in his blue co- colored contacts. I was like, <gasps> imagine it, because you know, <laughs> you know. Also, like DC is a huge hub for Persians. Huge. Mm, no, turns it's, out it was is, just it was just yeah. Reza Farhan and his blue contacts. Maybe it was Anila. Maybe it was Anila from Married Ooh. to Medicine and her blue contacts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Maybe know. it was Go Christian Walker. So I was like, I kept, re- I kept rewinding the next week's thing to see if like, can, can Robin, if you are sharing information, can you just slow down and show the picture to the camera? Like what? You kept waving it too fast. It was too fast. I couldn't figure out who she was. Pointing. Well, also it's like, you know, in when you were in school and your teacher would catch you like passing along notes to your friends yeah. Yeah. or whispering and then they'd be like, well, if you have something to say, why don't you say it loud enough for everybody to see? Yeah. If you have something you want to show your friend, why don't we share it with the whole class? Yeah. It's like that, Robin. Yeah. If you're going to show it, pause, do a mm-hmm. proper presentation. And you know what? If you're going to be getting electronics like mm-hmm. a Bluetooth speaker, you could have got a projector. Correct. And if you're showing that on on national TV, I immediately went on Instagram to see if she posted the picture because that's what you do. That's yes. what you a normal person who's on reality TV does. That's what Karen did with yeah. Sharice. She yes. posted her receipts of that lovely text she sent to Sharice. Mm-hmm. Cold, but mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. A nice but that text. Cherise thought was pretty warm and kind of Sharon to do. Yes. Sharon to do. Sharon to do. <laughs> Sharon. Um, yeah, exactly. But of course, Robin never pulls through. Because you know Robin. She doesn't yeah. go she, all the she way. She just, she's lazy about this. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I get mad about. Like, if you're going to come for Karen, do it with gusto. Yeah. 
with gusto. Exactly. Yeah, post the post the picture. Show tell us who it is. Follow up on Instagram or something. No. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Give us initials, something. Something. But you I know, mean, Robin. Even, Karen is even more specific. Karen is like Georgetown. She tells you which town. <laughs> so you can look up all the blondes in Georgetown. <laughs> Um, Juan and Robin are going to get married, um, but they're going to do a Sheena and Brock, and they're just going to piggyback off of somebody else's wedding. Can you mm-hmm. fucking imagine that? Mm-hmm. I can't. But I don't think But also happens. that all her family will be there, but she's not going to invite them to- how fucking weird. Like, how are you going to keep the, do- the boys from telling your family members- that that's At the table, did. when she sits down and she's like, I don't even know if I want a wedding. Giselle is like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like Giselle just, is like, oh, shit, here we go again. Yes. What is she doing? She literally looks down and starts fidgeting with her hair. <laughs> I can only do so much for you, bitch. That's yeah. what she's thinking. Um, but obviously, they didn't get married. They're still – I don't believe that they're married. Maybe they did like Vishal and Richa where they like got married on vacation. Spiritually. But, like, maybe they're like spiritually married because they don't like, really not legally the married. paper. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on this real quick, but they do this yoga thing on the beach. They do <laughs> kundalini yoga. And I just wanted to ask you as a Indian person – with Sanskrit roots, how offensive is it for you to It was gobbledygook. <laughs> she didn't even say the right words. The, her, Sanskrit is a very precise language. <laughs> and uh, one of my pet peeves is everybody who uses Sanskrit and say, I'd rather you say downward dog than say what you want, to, uh, the Sanskrit word mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Because it is so, so precise and complicated. If you change the way you pronounce and say it wrong it actually can mean something completely different yes <laughs> it's like in arabic but, there's there's kalb and there's kelb uh-huh. kalb means heart yeah kelb means dog very <laughs> different meanings okay it's very close chinese is like that many of the ancient languages are like that you're, you're very precise and you have to be proper you have to understand what <laughs> Each of those parts, and these are Sanskrit, like German, is compound words. So it's not single words; it's words put together in a compound structure. Yeah. yeah. And how you put that together, there are rules to it. And if you put it wrong, it can actually mean something completely different. It's a very hard language to learn because it's so mathematical and precise. Yeah. But when people start breaking that compound word and start using it it just bothers me so much that uh people who learn yoga don't understand the the parts of the word that the phrase that they are using and how the words should come together because it just sounds a it's either sounds it sounds it says something else you're saying something else or you're actually just making shit up it's gobbledygook and has no because some of these words are actually very beautiful and you lost it. You lost the whole. I mean, these girls don't even know. They don't even know like basic Spanish words. Yeah. Like they keep getting like Ariba messed up. Messed up. It's like, it's not hard. 
I know. That's not hard. Okay. Like they, they just keep saying, I think, what is it? They were in Miami. They, one of them said, Abuelito a Miami, which <laughs> means grandpa or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, so I feel like if they can't even get Spanish right, I don't think that poor Sanskrit doesn't have a chance. No. But also, mm. like, who, are you going to blame Ashley for that or no. whoever she learned it from and she thinks this is how you do it? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I know. Um, Go ahead, appropriate our our culture, because (laughs) at this point, it's so bastardized that it does not even, it's not even our culture anymore. That's true. Actually, it's (laughs) Ashley's culture now. It's Ashley's thing. Kundalini yoga is Ashley's. Um, It's Ashley hot, literally hot boxing on the sand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like... I feel like, yeah, exactly. There might be what would what, what did Karen say that you have a hot box and that's why you went to Sing Sing? Sing you might Sing. get a hot box yeah. grinding your vagina up against the grass like that. Right. First of all, don't. Yeah. If if you do, answering your previous question of there, I believe if um Karen went to rehab. Mm-hmm. If we have to believe that Karen went to rehab, then we have to believe that Giselle went to Sing Sing. Yeah, you're right. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's why she went to Sing Sing. There we go. Um, <laughs> um, would you go to a cenote and um, would you be comfortable with all of those mosquitoes? No. Yeah. I mean, we have many of these in India too, mm-hmm. and we avoid them. They are sa- They are supposedly sacred, but... No, I don't know what's at the bottom of it. I don't like little pools of water where I don't know to swim, so I don't want to get into deep pools. Okay, there we go. But I also don't want to go into standing water uh, that I can get into, which is maybe three feet or four feet, because the bottom is always covered in algae and it's like squishy and slippery and I hate that. I like flowing water. I'd rather go into a river. Or the ocean. I don't like pools and I don't like lakes. Um, I don't. I don't like. And I'm, I have I, very strong feelings about these things. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you do. I wouldn't go into. I wouldn't want to be on like a fabulous vacation going into this and getting mosquito bit. Like if I'm gonna go, I want it to be extremely ex- exclusive. Like they went into this thing and then they went and had like a buffet mm-hmm. at like a taco bar. And, and I'm just even like, that looked like not upscale it looked no. like it might have been better food because it was street food but at the same time it looked like kind of uh. it looked low budget in the yeah. words of mia yeah. yeah yeah it looked like the a parking lot of the drive-by right. music video right <laughs> that's what it looked like i watched another reality tv and now i cannot even think of which one it was that somebody went to cenote was it in atlanta then no. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. Portia's family. Thing. Oh they yes, Portia's to... family. But they were yes, seemed to go to a nicer cenote. They than did. This one was. This one yeah, seemed I... a little low budget, like you said. Hmm. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Speaking of low budget, this fight between me and Jacqueline is so corny and so low budget. I don't give a shit about it. Yeah. I don't care. About Mia, that. but if you think of Mia bringing Jacqueline on just so she could have more camera time because she would be filming with not only with these girls but also with Jacqueline, yes, then she has achieved what she was trying to do because they had a whole scene of them talking to walking over to Mia's room and having a conversation and that not going anywhere and them being mad. I was like, we don't need, we didn't need that anymore. 
No, I don't care for it. And the other ladies were like, yeah, you guys go have that conversation. We don't want to be part of it either. Yeah, exactly. I think everybody thought that would get cut. That would not be in the episode. I don't know why. I think the reason why they've kept it is because Mia has been so messy online about Mm -hmm. her friend and there's been so much drama there. You know, Mia is still acting like like boss bitch who has Mm -hmm. all this money and she doesn't have any money anymore. So I think that that's why all this shit is important right now. Because it's it's all going to come up at the reunion. Maybe this this may be an indication that Mia may not make it to next year. No, I want Mia to stay on the show forever i do because I, she is too, so but i think nuts she may be she may be too poor for potomac <laughs> excuse me excuse me you are acting like we haven't had robin dixon on this show for seven seasons <laughs> you, you want to talk about poor okay <laughs> but she we have been traveling uh, she all came over from western name. maryland to eastern maryland to film this television show you're gonna tell me that mia's too poor I love the fact that Mia's poor <laughs> because she doesn't act like it. And I love that. I love the amount of del- – I love – just as delusional as Karen is, I like Mia because she is – she drives me crazy. That fight she had at the end of this episode with Wendy was so maddening. It was so maddening. Know, She's like, let's talk about the issue. The issue is that you called my husband gay. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, and she's like, no, I didn't. You come up with your own conclusions. And she goes, and even if he was, what's wrong with being gay? <laughs> what, he's like, I just, what, are you, what are you talking about? But then Wendy trying to logically deny her. I mean, I, th- I know why Wendy was doing that because she needed to after after – after yelling at me in the last fight, Wendy had to come back with some professorial way of dealing with Mia. But I'm like, it's all wasted on Mia. She, it's like Teresa Judai. There's nothing in there. What are you talking to? Totally hollow. All she yeah, thinks. But then, hollow. but the thing is, then then Wendy does this really annoying thing, right? Which is that she drops down to Mia's level. She calls her gutter trash or whatever. Because she calls then her- Mia's like, oh, I get that part. I understand that part. <laughs> and then Wendy's like, and then Wendy's like, oh, you're so pressed by my life. You're so impressed by my life. You're so jealous. You just want my life. I'm like, Wendy, now you're doing too much. Like, uh, we, this, is the, this is the thing that drives me crazy about Wendy. Wendy, I want you to come in with professorial reads like, you know, you don't even know how to be friends to your friend of mm-hmm. 30 years. 30. Why are yeah. you even trying to talk to me? Love that. Yeah. Okay, Wendy, you're doing great. But at the end when she's like, oh, you're so pressed for my life. You're so jealous. You want to be me. I'm like, Wendy, come on. No. You're better than that. Yeah. That's like when Wendy was like, there's the CEO. Look at the CEO. I'm like, stop it, Wendy. You don't have to do all that. <laughs> I know. Um, you know what I was really impressed by this episode, though, despite the bad Sanskrit, mm-hmm. was um, Candace and Ashley. Did they, mm-hmm. they did so well. Yeah. Ashley knows to take it. You know how there are people who can give it but cannot take it? Ashley knows to take it. I mean, she knows that even in that scene, it was important for Ashley to at least act like she was receiving what Candace was saying. She knew that in that that particular scene, she had to let Candace win the argument. 
Yes. Because Ashley knows that you do not have to win every fight. You do not have to win every argument. And that's yeah. that's how she's going to remain on the show, is that she's not going to do that in every scene. So she's like, she takes it, she eats a humble pie, and she's like, yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll let it live. Well, Ashley also, like, I feel bad for Candace because I feel like she falls for Ashley's shit every single time. Mm-hmm. Because Ashley does – the only person Ashley's ever loyal to is her paycheck. Yeah. She loves this job. She is never going to lose this job. Right. She is loyal to it in a way that I don't think anybody else is. Like, right. I don't know anybody else who plays the game like Ashley Darby on Housewives. Right. I don't think that there's any other housewife like her. I think she's very honest with herself. That's why she's doing this, because she knows this is my paycheck. This is what's going to pay for me. This is how I'm going to build a legacy. This is how this is who I am. And she knows that if she was not a housewife, what else would she be doing? One dancing with the stars and that would be it. So she knows where her bread is buttered. And until she finds that next guy that she's going to feel secure enough financially on, in this case, she's going to make sure that this paycheck is protected. And that's what she does. She's yeah. very pragmatic in that sense. She is. And I also think that, like, there is um, something about – there's something really delightful about a housewife who is, like, owning the fact that she's on a real housewife show, mm-hmm. right? Like, I yeah. think Candace and Wendy, one of the things that people don't like about them is that they act like they're better than the show, right? And that they they think of themselves and as, maybe they are like, like they are the smarter one. They are the academic, you know, they have a brain and yeah. that they are the smart ones. The others might be thirsty and that's why they're doing this show, but not Candace, not Wendy. They are doing it strategically because they're going to use the platform to sell whatever they're selling and, you know, yes. use it as a, as a, their jumping off point. And yes. that's where they're going. They are, they think of it as, Hey, I'm not looking at, this is just one thing, but I'm looking at it as in the long run and where I want to be and what I'm going to be. It's yeah. not this. And so that's why I am smarter because I'm using the show. The show is not using me. Yeah. Like Ashley doesn't sell anything. She had no. her stupid kangaroo store. That Apparently, she's been a yoga instructor and has been doing that for a long time. Never spoke. She she goes and does yoga, but you never you never hear her saying that I'm an instructor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I think I think like I love Mia and went. I don't. Um, sorry, not Mia. I love mm-hmm. Mia for other reasons because she's so dumb. Uh, it's like it's like you have this spectrum, right? Of like the housewives that think that they're too smart for the show, and the housewives that are like totally dumb. And in the mm-hmm. middle, you have Ashley, who mm-hmm. is, in my opinion, I think one of the best housewives that we have. Right, right. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm happy for Candace. I'm happy that she had a chill episode. She mm-hmm. sat back in her adorable little bob. She I didn't go to all yoga. Of her swimsuits, all oh of her God. outfits. Oh, her outfits geez. are great. And you know. She was even able to bring in her little bit of her millennial flair by saying, I'm triggered mm-hmm. and I'd like to resolve and this. And not once did she bring bring a triangle up. This is no this may triangles. be the first vacation that Candace has gone on where she hasn't brought out the triangle. Yeah. You Good know. for you, Candace. Yeah. Good for you. 
Um, any other thoughts about Potomac before we move on to Family Karma? No, I was just impressed by all the food uh, that they were eating. and That they never stopped eating. Never stopped eating, not even for one minute. Um, even, even when two of them were banging on the table, they kept eating. Even when they had been bitten by mosquitoes and did not feel at all, they kept eating through all of that food. Yeah. When Wendy and Mia are fighting, Robin is like, can we get some coffee? <laughs> When Karen when Sharice Karen is, brings up Dirty Bird again, second time she does. When, that might become when, another uh, brand of candle or something. <laughs> Dirty disgusting. Bird candle. Um, when Sharice is banging on the table, <laughs> Ashley's like dipping her churros into chocolate. <laughs> I know they eat food and make it look so good. It, yeah. It's dinner and a show for them all the time, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. okay we'll take a break and then we'll be back with family karma Mm -hmm. okay we're back um so this episode of family karma i just have to get into uh the brian versus reshma's son Mm -hmm. reshma's sons sons the pravani can i tell you something Mm -hmm. the great danny provenzano of real housewives of new jersey once said a punk is a punk is a punk, and the Parvanis are punk. <laughs> oh my god! Right. It's not just Visha; it's his no. fucking brother who looks like his grand, who looks like his father. And I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" I had to rewind and look at it. Like, who? What? Uh, what? You dare to say that Dharma was drinking? Mm-hmm. No, sir. Your brother was the one that was drunk out of his mind, naked, not even showing up properly for his wedding and his wedding night. Your brother Fuck was... you. You are the one that was drunk. I'm so mad. I was seething when that was I happening. was so And angry. I was like, Brian, I'm so on your side. He's like... You want don't escalate. I'm like, no, I'm escalating it. Like yeah. I'm doing I'm <laughs> what the fuck? If I was Brian, I would have gotten in one of those gu- gu- like golf carts and driven them over. Oh my god. I'd be like, put and me it, in jail. And I don't care. Here's here's tip here's like prime punk behavior is to do something and then when you are put when there's pushback, you get too scared. Even with your big brother there, you're too scared and you have to say sorry. And then you have to w- and pretend that you're making up with this person. And then as you walk away, you have to text your bestie and say, oh, I had a blow up with Brian. No, you tried to have a blow up with Brian and Brian shut you the fuck down. So stop it punk exactly oh my it's god a, i'm so mad it, well he's doing the exact same thing reshma did right which is that dharma said at the house i don't want to i would i want to talk to her there's nothing for us to talk about reshma got into it got up and got in dharma's face and then had the balls later to say dharma was screaming at me mm-hmm. at so-and-so's house mm-hmm. you're, and then you're, called dharma a bitch and then called dharma a bitch and then you sent your little weasel ass sons, your punk mm-hmm. ass sons, to scream at Dharma's son Brian when Dharma is telling Brian, Brian, I don't want you getting involved in this stuff mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You like these people are so infuriating. And then for Vishal to be like, I just feel like I shouldn't have invited your mom to my wedding. 
Um, your mm. his mom, Dharma is friends with Lopa. She's in yes. fact Lopa's only friend. So no, you didn't have to invite her. Exactly. Lopa would have invited her. Exactly. So fuck you, Vishal. And he you piece and Vishal saying, Oh, first the, the whole thing was like it started out so bad. Vishal goes to the golf club. Yeah. And the woman says, Are you going to pay for all four of them? Oh God, yes. And Vishal first says yes, and then his fucking greedy ass you know, miserly as decides that, oh, no, I don't want to pay for it because you don't have money. So he's like, no, I'm going to let them all pay Mm -hmm. for themselves. Yeah. And then he brings up money again. He's like, oh, my parents spend so much money. You know, we spend so much money putting, putting together this wedding and making sure that everybody enjoyed it. And then for Dharma to not say these things after the wedding, it's it's just is so mean spirited. You spend all that money for the TV show, you fucking asshole. Yeah. And Dharma spent her money to get to your fucking wedding too. So shut up. And also, you probably got a lot of shit comped because you're on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, what spoiled your wedding was the fact that you're not actually married. Exactly. It was you, it was not a wedding, it was a party. Yeah, you acted like such a fool that your own wife didn't your own fiance chose to not marry you. So it's mm-hmm. not actually about dharma saying later on that your Rishma own roommate didn't say hi. is what yeah. you, like the roommate. <laughs> yeah. So um anyway, so we have that which was annoying. Um <sighs> I wanted to talk about Monica because mm-hmm. something happened a few weeks ago and then this came up again this episode which is that Monica quits her job and she has this like very emotional conversation with her family about it and like two episodes ago she was talking about how you know she and Rishi are are are, like on this she doesn't know what's going on she's turning Mm -hmm. 30 she turned 30 she's not engaged she does she's done all the right things she got a good job and she's still not married and Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't understand why those two things what those two things have anything to do with each other what does Mm -hmm. rishi have to do with monica quitting her job and like it it realized that this is something that is so cultural that i don't think people realize it like for us brown women there's a lot of different things that make us viable for marriage and one of those things is having a career for my generation of women, right? Mm-hmm. Like a couple of generations ago, it was like, how round are her rotis? And like, does she make good jai, right? Yes. And does she have nice birthing hips? Mm-hmm. But then now it's like, is she educated? Is she nice to the, the community? Is she religious? Does she have a job? Is she like, those are all the things that make you a good candidate to be somebody's wife. So when Monica's crying and she's like, why... I did all the right things. Why does this person who I love not want to settle down with me? It's all of those things compounding because that pressure that you have on yourself all the time of like proving yourself to be valuable in the community, I think it's like coming to a head for her. And I don't like Monica, but I feel genuinely bad for her that like she's having this sort of epiphany. I feel bad for her, but I'm also happy for her that she's having this epiphany and she's doing something about it. I think it's less of an issue about um, Monica, it, the, the cultural thing of it, and that she need, she needed to check all these boxes to be a perfect, call herself perfect in the marriage market so that she could find somebody. But the fact that Monica, who grew up here, and 
for all for by all you know evidence that we have seen her family is not conservative at all but monica somehow is mm-hmm. and for her to think that those things needed to be checked mm-hmm. for her to feel valuable is something or have some self-worth is something that is sadder. I, I don't know yes. if she's crying yes. uh-huh. because she did all of that and she now and she's upset that she's it wasn't enough or it's it that's she wasted or you know or that she wasn't rewarded for it. Or is she crying because she thought that she needed she's so insecure that she needed to do all of that to feel that she had done accomplished something. I don't know. It's it's complicated there. But well, I think she uh, overcompensates because she came from a broken home. Mm-hmm. I think she overcompensates because I don't think she likes the fact that she comes but from also, a, a divorced family. Her, yeah, but I also think that her family, her mother, her father, her grandmother, none of them seem to be the people that would have told her that coming from a broken home was a bad thing or oh, no i don't think so i so i don't know i don't know, this, I don't know where she has gotten this but from. i don't think like, that are it's... you watching too many bollywood movies like yes. what is going on i don't think that it has anything to do with her actual immediate family saying anything to her to make yeah. her feel those things i think it's her own insecurity of the fact that her family is different yeah. than other families yeah. we still there's a lot of people that assume a lot of things about her dad. And I think that the thought crosses all of our minds, but we're never going to, I don't think that's ever going to cross the television. It's never going to happen. Like we're never going to figure out what's up with Raj. Right. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that she's had to deal with, with her family being different Mm -hmm. that she's not really going to ever talk about because Monica is extremely, extremely careful about optics. Mm -hmm. Even though her family seems to be pretty chill. Yeah. I think that she's so self-conscious about the fact that she's different. So Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I, kind of sad. That makes me very sad. sad. Yes. That makes me really sad. But I also I was like worried because did you see Anila in Anisha's fashion show? Yes. So it's I I got worried because Monica is saying that she wants to be in the fashion industry, she wants to model, she wants to dance. And then she's friends with Anila and I'm like Girl, are you now becoming an influencer and is that going to be your job title? And Listen. is Anila advising you? Because you shouldn't be taking advice from Anila. Well, she doesn't need Anila's help to be an influencer because she could very easily be a much bigger influencer than Anila. True. Um, but I will say this. Influencers make a fuck ton of money. Right. And I'm seeing more and more of her on Instagram that looks like more influencer material than anything that she used to. She used to post like pictures of what she was doing. Now it's all fashion and music and dance and, you know. Yeah. I think she was in what, was she in Harper's Bazaar? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's a, that's a pretty big deal. She was in a, she had like a multi spread, um, you know, multi page spread for Harper's Bazaar of, of like herself modeling Indian clothes. So, you know, if, maybe that is the path that Monica wants to go down. Maybe she yeah. thought that she wanted to always do that, but couldn't because it's like, oh, she's a model. She's a dancer. She's an yeah. actress. She might not be good enough for right. a nice, you know, daughter. So if Anila is not influencing Monica, now I'm now I'm even more scared that Anila may be a barnacle that like just got stuck onto Monica. <laughs> so like, I'm going to ride this Monica wave. 
be a bestie <laughs> into Harper's Bazaar. Well, Anisha invited Mon- uh, Anila to yeah. be in the fashion show, which is, yeah. is what Anila it is. Anila just alarmed me. I know that she's on Bravo and that, but I like to try to keep the good Indians of good daisies to be away from the bad daisy that we have on TV. Yes. Exactly. Um, speaking of Anisha's fashion show, went lovely. Reshma tried to be a little bitch again mm-hmm. at the fashion show. Whatever. Um, I was so happy was to see her grandma there. Oh my God. Well, you know, grandma. okay. So it was lovely, but I just, there's, I love Jitra so much. Even the way that they see parents will compliment you. She's yeah. like, it was wonderful. You know, I was worried that there weren't even going to be 10 people here, but there were way more than 10 people. <laughs> and Anisha's like, there were 500. <laughs> She's like, you know, th- and it's, it's like, you know, I love these clothes and thank God I'm there because otherwise it would just be athleisure and it would be sweatpants and sweatshirts. And Anisha's sitting there. She's like, I make dresses. I'm a dress designer. What are you talking about? <laughs> That what are you talking about is literally what my daughter says to me like <laughs> on a daily basis. She's like, I wasn't even talking about that. What are you talking about? <laughs> like sometimes we have like a whole conversation and I, then I realized that she was talking about X and I was talking about Y day before yesterday or something like that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Arthi, like, similar has happened when we're texting sometimes. <laughs> so I understand where Maya's coming from. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Um, we touched on this next subject last week. Um, and I'm so glad that this came up this episode. But Nicholas is tired of these damn Indians taking over. <laughs> Finally, I was like, Nicholas, I'm getting worried for you. You need to. And I have been hinting. I've been like, <laughs> something's bothering me about this whole thing. And I don't understand why Nicholas isn't bothered. And I was like, so happy to see Nicholas speak up. And I'm so glad he did. Um, I know there's a lot of backlash against Amrit, but it is a typical response it's not Amrit has doesn't have to be at a higher standard than a typical male in that situation especially a typical brown male in that situation okay you you don't have to put him in a higher plane of judgment because he's on tv or that he's gay and then he has to know better no this is the typical conversation that a brown girl goes through (laughs) yes exactly I'm like it, and, Amrit, and Nicholas was on spot about why he thought Amrit does what he does. Because yes. he is, even though his parents have been loving him, he almost thinks that it is a favor that they're doing for having accepted him as gay. I and was, not that that's the genuine reaction. He that literally was so is still guilty about it. That was so on point for Nicholas to point that out, to say, I think that you think that you have to do all these things because you're still, there's still shame or guilt about the fact that you are gay. Yes. Like, and I think that it's almost like because I, you know, it's another observation that Adam could have made to Reza, the (laughs) same exact reason why Reza is the way he is. It's like, exactly, you can't take the misogyny out of, like, you can't yeah. take that alpha male It's in the mitochondrial DNA. It's been passed on for generations. <laughs> it's going to take a while to get it out of the system. 
Yeah, Amrith is still behaving like a typical brown guy. He's still typical Desi man who is like, it's going to be my family and my wedding and my traditions and my mm-hmm. cameras and my show and my everything. Yeah, and your family and, and oh, by my the way, family accepting you for who yeah, you are is, is a, a favor. favor. That they're doing you. Yes. Ooh. Yes. My family is doing you a favor by, you know, even having this wedding. They're paying right. for this wedding. You they're are the one coming into our family. Oh my God. I was like, yeah. Nicholas Nicholas was like, I'm fucking done. That yeah. conversation about the kids, yeah. about like, oh well, the family and you know, it goes through the mail. And if you have kids, it would have to have the 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 boys yeah. the, the last bodies. name. Yeah, you use I'm the like, word varis, which is b- basically air, um, air. Yeah, and yeah. I always, I've had the worst. I have hated that word forever because the poorest of the, the biggest losers would talk. Men would talk about varis, and I'm like, what are they inheriting? Yeah, you, you have zero money. You have zero, you know, personality, and you care about your DNA. And the fact that you are going to have an an heir to carry your name, what? Also, um, Amrit has a brother. True, who's married to a woman. Yeah. So why can't you just deal with the fact that maybe one of your grandchildren would have a different last name? What would you have done if you had a daughter? Yeah. Would you have forced her to make sure that the children had the same last name? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. I, you know, we love, we love Amrit's parents, okay? Yes. They're lovely. But still, sometimes those daisy people, they really <laughs> show who they are. Like, this is such a typical. It's, it was, it's not even who they are. I feel like they are, Amrit's parents are probably the most evolved in all yes. of the parents yes. that you have seen. And I think they're still evolving. But they're like deep-rooted misogynistic things that they may not even recognize if they've watched this episode i wonder if they would they would realize how they come off when they talk about those things but i think they haven't evolved those parts of their thinking and so i i would not i'm not really upset at them i'm just saying that this is not this is a normal conversation that would occur in any brown family and they're, yeah. you know, in a wedding situation and it's not new. And that, you know, this is something that I think Amrit's parents have to evolve, keep evolving and understand that they are, they still have these misogynistic thoughts that are deep inside, deep rooted, and that they have to make sure that they don't express it the way they did, especially in front of Adam. Uh, Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you did that on purpose. I'm like, what are you laughing at? I didn't say anything funny. (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry. I shouldn't compare Nicholas to Adam because Adam would have never had the balls to stand up and say what Nicholas said. And I'm so proud of Nicholas. I'm so proud of Nicholas. Like, even him being like, I don't know. I'm glad that somebody in production was like, have you considered not having your wedding on camera? Like, if the issue is that his parents yeah. don't want to be filmed, right? Did you think about not filming? Like, and yeah. then I understand what he says, which is we want to be an example and we want to like show. But I kind of wanted to be like, I understand that the platform that Bravo would give you is huge. It's a very big deal. 
It's internationally televised. It but is also massive. something that maybe uh, maybe Indian communities need to see it too. I mean, it, yes. it does. We haven't seen this kind of you know depiction. We do see some now in Indian yeah. movies, but we don't see this in real life with real people. Yeah. Well, we see. I've seen it. Um, but it's still well, in, in not on screen is what I'm not saying. on screen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. With real people. Yes. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm of two thoughts about it. I do think it's important that everybody sees it. However, let's be honest, Amrit, you also enjoy the fact that you're just like Vishal. Mm-hmm. That your wedding mm-hmm. would be on a television yeah. show. Okay, yeah. let's call and it, it space. And not not just like enjoy it, but because Vishal's was on t- TV, yes. you want yours on TV as well. Exactly. That is the other thing that Amrit and Vishal actually secretly they're always like trying to be better than the other or compare notes and make sure that they are the same. Yeah, constantly do that. Yes, exactly. Well, any other thoughts about these dorks? No, nothing much other than, you know, Team Dharma. Team Dharma. Okay. All I really way. hope, I I hope that they apologize to the Bennies, but I don't believe that they did. Mm. I can hope for it, but also know that they definitely are not the kind of people to apologize. Yeah. They're going to blame editing. They're going to blame something else. Somebody on Watch, I think Vishal got to me on Watch What Happens Live in the very beginning when the show premiered, mm-hmm. the season premiered. And Andy asked who has changed the most since the show started. And uh, he said Bali. Mm-hmm. And Bali was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> she was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's you. It's you. <laughs> You've changed the most. What right. are you talking about? Right. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. So this week it's Team Dharma and the- Team um, Nicholas. Nicholas. I almost not said Adam, Adam again. <laughs> team Dharma and Team Nicholas, not Adam. Not Adam. Um, no. Yeah, I agree. Me too. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, I'll be back later this week to talk to She Speaks Bravo, Emily uh, from She Speaks nice. Bravo, about Miami and unfortunately Salt Lake City. And then I'll be back later this week with my brother Rahil to talk Can about tell some you how- reality TV stuff. What's up? Can I tell you how glad I am that I'm not recapping Salt Lake City with you? Because there have been <laughs> weeks when I have not watched it at all. Because it is so annoying. I also wish that I could be in that same boat as you. <laughs> but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> you you need a new villain? Here I am. That's me. <laughs>